Welcome to Earl Stewart on Cars with Earl and Nancy Stewart. Reach them with your questions at 877-960-9960. Here's Earl and Nancy. Good morning, everybody. I don't know how I feel so good on this uh, rainy, dismal day. Morning with uh, Alberto approaching and flooding approaching and all that kind of stuff. But uh, my name is Earl. I'm a recovering car dealer, and I feel really good. And I'm sitting in a room. Maybe that's why I feel so good. I've got a team of expert colleagues, friends, relatives, uh, all of the above. Uh, We're here to help you learn how not to get ripped off by a car dealer. And I keep having to remind myself we're on the true oldie station. And the true oldie station is essentially music of the 60s and 70s. So i got to tell you, if you tuned in for Bebopalula, you're not going to hear it. Unless I sing it, might, and yeah. you wouldn't want that. So we're just going to talk about cars. We're going to talk about buying, leasing, maintaining, repairing, anything that you want to talk about. It's really all about you. It's a talk show. And that's another thing that really gets me pumped up, maybe, is I come in here just a normal guy, sit down on a stool, and suddenly i got 20,000 people out there listening to us and calling us. I don't know who you are. I mean, all I see is a... I got an iPhone camera looking at me, so I see myself because we're transmitting a video, um, and uh, you can pick us up on live Facebook video. We'll tell you all about that later, but uh, it's the excitement of live radio. I mean, anything goes, uh, and we hope it does go. It's very entertaining. Uh, I'm an old guy, and I grew up on radio. It used to be only radio, and... uh, there's a lot of interesting things about radio. They, it seems to be uh, kind of a, almost more of a natural form of communication. People tend to say what they mean more. Talk, sh- uh, talk radio is really big. It's the last of the radio that's really hung in there because TV and digital is kind of uh, taken over everything else. But I get excited about the fact that you can call me and say anything you want, and I can say anything I want. Well, not really, but... Uh, they, I got fired once. That was about three years ago. Uh, the reason they fired me from radio three years ago is because what I was saying about car dealers. You're still saying the same thing. Exactly. I'm saying the same thing, but I've got a, a radio station, fortunately. Uh, Matt Goldapper, uh, I respect that man highly. Matt Goldapper, uh, who was one of the owners of the station, uh, 95.9 FM and 106.9 FM and 960 AM. We were on all different all those different channels, uh, Matt Goldapper had the courage to hire the team here, Nancy Stewart, Earl Stewart, Stu Stewart, Rick Kearney, and occasionally Alan Napier, our collision repair guy. And uh, he hired us back, really, because we had lost our job and were unemployed for about a year and a half because the previous owner of the station had succumbed to the pressure of car dealers who said, you get Earl Stewart on cars off the air or we're not going to advertise with you anymore. And that's exactly what they, they threatened. And unfortunately, that's the reason we were let go. But, you know, journalism still has some integrity. And one of the integrities that you'll find is this station here, 95.9, the True Oldies channels. We have this talk show, and there's another talk show. I believe Matt Goldapper has plans to add even more talk shows. So here we are. I'm pumped up. I'm excited on a rainy day. Uh, A little bit about my background for you new listeners is that I am, in fact, in full transparency and disclosure, I'm a car dealer. I know you don't like me as a car dealer. I know that the Gallup poll on honesty and ethics and professions said every year since 1977, the poll said, 
we think car dealers are just about as bad as you can get in the terms of honesty and ethics. They rated all the professions. Nurses got number one. Of the 50 professions, car dealers come in last, next to last. Uh, the best uh, return they had was, I think, fourth from last. Last year, 2017, for the full year, they were next to last. Congressmen are at the bottom and lobbyists and, you know, uh, that type of riffraff. So it's no surprise. That's the reason I'm here. And um, I'm trying to, as a car dealer, a recovering car dealer, I'm trying to improve the image of car dealers everywhere. And we're doing, we're, doing, we're having a pretty good uh, track record. Uh, if we look at back over the 10 years, it's slow. So you can't just take this week and next week. You don't see the change. But if you go back 10 years ago, it was truly the wild, wild west when you walked into a car dealership. Today, it's not quite, it's kind of like the Midwest. You know, you're, there's a lot of danger. Uh, but you're not going to be attacked physically anyway. We've actually had one of our shoppers was physically attacked in Fort Lauderdale uh, in a mystery shopping report. So we're safe now. We feel we don't have bodily harm when we walk into a car dealership that we fear. But we do see a lot of uh, shenanigans, dealer fees, uh, bait-and-switch advertising, flat-out and out lies. We love it when we do a mystery shop and we walk into a car dealership and the salesman says, well, the advertisement that you're referring to, sir, is not true. We just put that in the paper so that you'll come in, or we put that online so that you'll visit the dealership, and then we try to sell you another car. You know, they try to sell you on their honesty and transparency because they've already written off the dealership, because most of them, virtually, I, I even will take the word virtually out of that statement, all car dealers that I'm aware of have some form of bait-and-switch advertising. So that's why we're here. Uh, don't want to, I don't want you to get the idea it's all about buying and leasing. We do have a very important mission to help you with maintaining and repairing your car. And I have Rick Kearney sitting next to me on my right. Rick Kearney is, uh, well, he's an auto computer scientist. Uh, some of us old-timers used to refer to Rick as a mechanic. And then we realized that wasn't fair, so we started calling him a technician. Then we realized that wasn't fair, so we call him an auto computer scientist. Uh, today's car, when's the last time you opened the hood? If you open the hood, do you recognize anything under the hood? Probably not. Uh, that's because you've got a bunch of computer modules under there. And every time there's a problem with a car, I won't say every time, but most every time there's a problem with a car, what happens? They do a software check, fix. It's good for you in the sense that uh, it doesn't take very long, but it's, uh, it's complicated. You don't know what they did. They plugged the car in, and suddenly the car is supposedly fixed. Uh, that's a little scary. So Rick will update you on all that, and I think we might have a caller, Nancy. Is a we do, and, uh, you know, I think we should let our listeners know how they can get in touch with us before we take that Great call. idea, great idea. 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. If you just tuned in, you're listening to Earl Stewart on Cars right here at the Oldies Channel. We hope you'll stay with us for the next two hours. We have a lot to get to, and the mystery shopping report that so many of you really appreciate and look forward to. The next two hours, we would love to hear from you. Again, that number, 877-960-9960. We're going to go to Tina, and uh, Tina has become a, a regular on Saturday mornings, and she calls us from Bonita Springs, and she uh, always has some uh, new 
information and some entertaining information. Welcome, Tina. Thank you. Welcome. Good morning. Good rainy morning. Good we're start we're we're starting to love that rain, Tina. How about you? Oh, I'm glad the drought indices are going down, but too much of a good thing is like, okay, let's see some sunshine. <laughs> Ask me about this again on Monday. I'll ha- I'll have a different opinion of it. But anyway, we've got a lot of big industry news this week. Uh, point bullet point number one is that President Trump wants to put a 25 percent tariff on foreign-made vehicles. I'm sure you may have discussed that earlier, so if I'm repeating myself, I'm sorry. I have a oh, discussion, yeah. that, but that's, that's exactly true. That's a big industry news point. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. And I'm sorry. To, I say, I'm, I'm aware of it, but we haven't talked about that specific tariff. I'm glad you brought it up, Tina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what is your opinion on it? I'm sure that you're probably not very happy. Well, actually, um, you know, it, it depends on how you look at it. Um the argument for the tariff is the fact that the tariff on uh, imported on exported cars is uh, much higher than the ones that we import. When we bring in a uh, car, it's only two and a half percent, and then uh, they charge uh, much higher tariffs on American cars when they're exported. So uh, I know Trump is a volatile name, and people either love President Trump or they hate President Trump. Uh, if I was a BMW or a Porsche or a Audi dealer, uh, I'd probably be a Mercedes dealer. I'd probably be very unhappy. Uh, but that would be a financial thing. It would hit my pocketbook. Uh, I think that uh, in a perfect world, we should have equal tariffs. That if another country will not charge us for exporting any of our goods, we shouldn't charge that country for importing any of their goods. So that's a perfect world. Uh, I think in a, in, from a personal standpoint, the very wealthy people that buy BMWs and Mercedes and Audis and uh, Land Rovers, you know, the, that type of car, uh, they pay typically $100,000 for one of these vehicles. So most of those people that are paying $100,000 for a BMW aren't going to worry too much about $120,000. Um, unfortunately, if you put a big fat tariff on a Chevrolet or a Honda, that'd be a different story because the that's a lower price vehicle. Well, even the uh, luxury cars, when they become used cars, that's going to jack the whole um, prices up all the way down the chain. That's true. That's well, true. And, and a lot of people yeah. buy those. Yeah. Well, there, there's no argument, and I, you know, this is all you hear when you turn on the TV or digital or whatever you turn on, uh, is this, this tariff talk. Uh, uh, tariffs are just bad for everybody, and. Uh, and the tariff dispute comes when tariffs are not balanced. And there's a lot of other factors that come in that affect the argument about tariffs. You know, Korea, uh, uh, Libya, uh, I mean, we, you know, yeah. it turns into a huge yeah. political discussion. But uh, we're, Yeah, we're not here to discuss bottom line, it. Bottom line is we think tariffs are bad. And, yeah, yeah. And, it's uh, a, there's a lot of imbalance all the way around, yeah. and uh, to turn this into a political show, that it, you know, it, uh, that isn't what we're looking for. But um, I would, but love, we, to, I would oh, yeah, love to hear from our listeners. Intention. Yeah. Uh, so that's yeah. Uh, that that was that was not my intention to turn it into political. No, no, it's just you know, Tina. It's such a complicated issue that uh, you know one of the things that I hate about the media, and we are the media. Uh, one of the things I hate about the media are the sound bites and the simplistic uh, discussions. And when you have something very complicated, most people do not understand the whole tariff issue. 
uh, and you if you if you pose a question simplistically, what do you think about a 20% tariff on a BMW? You're going to get a an answer that's simplistic too, and then if you don't give a simplistic answer, then it becomes complex, and you do two hours talking about tariffs. So that's <laughs> that's another reason mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't uh, really uh, have a uh, an opinion that I can express. Uh, transparently honestly and totally we just don't have time yeah tina your point uh, let me you. let me rephrase what i said earlier your point uh, was well taken uh, but uh, my point was that uh, with such an imbalance uh, all the way around in the world today uh, i would say that we would need another maybe four hour show to attack that situation uh, <laughs> but the uh, topic that you brought up very important tariff and i appreciate it yeah Thank you. And another bullet point is the big Chrysler Fiat uh, recall this weekend of the cruise controls. There's many models of Chrysler Fiats that should not be using their cruise controls right now, and you need to go to the dealership and you need to have the programming taken care of as far as the software. That's another one. And then I was reading something, Consumer Reports does not like the Tesla Model 3, I believe it is, they say it's uncomfortable, and they also say the stopping distance is completely unacceptable. The stopping distance is worse than a Ford F-150, if that tells you anything. Cool. So, and for Consumer Reports to say something bad about a Tesla, people should take notice, definitely. Well, let, let me jump into and the Chrysler. I, I'll jump into the Chrysler Fiat thing because I, I can give a fairly uh, simple answer to that that happens to be accurate. Um, and you mentioned Consumer Reports, which makes it even easier. Consumer Reports is traditionally, and you left out Jeep. You know, when you say Chrysler Fiat, that's their name. Yeah. But the fact of the matter yeah. is they sell very few Chryslers and even few Fiats. Uh, what they sell a whole lot of is Jeeps, and Jeeps are part of that whole thing. In fact, matter of fact, Jeeps are the biggest problem with the cruise controls. Uh, it tells me this, that people that buy a Chrysler Fiat or a Jeep have not read consumer reports. Or if if you want to read consumer reports and know you're buying a piece of junk and buy it anyway, that's fine because we all sometimes admire things by their looks. The Fiat and the Jeep, especially the Jeep, is just a, a gorgeous vehicle. Every time I, I see a really tricked-out Jeep on the road, I want to drive it because I really like It's just a cool-looking mm-hmm. vehicle. But when I read consumer reports, I'm afraid to get in it and drive it because it would be endangering myself and my family. So this is kind of like an I told you so to all the people that bought Chrysler, Fiat, and Jeeps, and I suddenly find out 5.5 million of them have a dangerous issue called cruise control that you turn on your cruise control then you can't turn it off rick you had to comment yeah Yeah. the interesting part is that also includes the challenger the charger and their full line of ram trucks yeah just about about all five and a half million vehicles are affected and and uh you got to be real careful it's uh it's, it's scary enough where you want to bring it into the shop right away and get it fixed. And I would tell all those folks out there driving Jeeps, uh, when you have that problem, take it into the uh, Chrysler Jeep dealer and say, I want a loaner car because I'm not going to drive this car till you fix it. And if they can't fix it today, then I want a loaner for two days. And if you can't fix it in two weeks, you give me a loaner. And if not, I would... Uh, I get really, really tough about it, and uh, let the show know, World Store on Cars, if you have a Chrysler Jeep or Fiat, and they can't fix it right away, if they won't give you a loaner, let us know. We'll put a little heat on the Chrysler Jeep dealer. 
I have an even better idea than the loaner. I have an even better idea. <clears throat> okay. Uber back and forth from your house to the dealership and give them the bill. <laughs> there you go. That's what I would do. And one more, one more little bullet point that I have. This is for people that are really into Ferraris and the demographic that wants to buy one. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there's some of these Ferrari, not the dealerships necessarily, but there's people that are selling used Ferraris, and these are actually car dealers that sell secondary upscale used cars. Mm-hmm. And what what's happening is sometimes the speedometer and the odometer gets changed out because it malfunctions. They have to replace it. But what they're doing is they're not computer putting the original mileage back in. They're setting the clock back to zero and reasoning these cars. Wow. And there was a case recently where a Ferrari was being sold. It was sold for over $3 million, and it should have only been sold for two because the odometer got set back to zero. Wow. So I guess the person that bought that car, they're suing because of the odometer fraud. However, Ferrari has found out about this, and now they're changing their software that way that cannot be done. Well, shame on Ferrari for not having a protection for their buyers. Uh, it's uh, yeah. Again, I, I, this, I'll say this tongue-in-cheek. For the guy that stroked a check for $2 million and uh, found out he had too many miles on his Ferrari, I'm not going to shed a lot of tears. Anybody that can stroke no, a check for $2 million, <clears throat> uh, I'm not a consumer advocate for multimillionaires. But it's the wrong no. thing to do, and Ferrari, and Ferrari should take precautions. And then, well, allow me to digress because I love digressing. Uh, it reminds me of the changes that have occurred in, in in the past few years. In 1968, I started in the car business. In 1968, I and all the other car dealers, we had a guy that came around to the used car lot once a week, and we would show him all the cars that had too many miles on them, and he would take a like a uh, electric uh, uh, screwdriver and he would set this odometer back because there's nothing digital there's nothing software that was just all mechanical back in those days so we'd have a car with 150,000 miles on it and the guy's name was I think Zuck we'd say Zuck uh, give me 25,000 miles on that car everybody did it I'm wow. telling you, every, I'm the only dealer that would admit it. I probably shouldn't be admitting it. I'm not even sure the statute of limitations is up. But if uh, if the sheriff comes in and takes me out in cuffs, but I had to tell that story. Uh, we called it clocking the, the odometer. And that was part of reconditioning. Yeah. You know, you had to check the tires. You had to be sure the car was washed nice. You had to be sure the interior was clean. And you had to be sure the odometer was set back. Something like they did on, uh, what was the name of that, music, uh, that movie? Uh, Bueller's Used that Dave Bueller's. Day off, yeah, something like that. Spun, day off. They spun that Reverse. odometer back. Didn't work that. And zero. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah, actually and what had happened, a the car flew through the back window and got yes. ruined in a ravine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> everybody saw that joke. <laughs> we actually had a customer ring a, a Camry hybrid into the shop one day that he had purchased from someone on the internet down in Miami, and we found that the car had had the odometer replaced. Mm-hmm with one from a junkyard the car had originally had well over 200,000 miles had been used as a taxi cab yeah and wow. they had put oh an my. odometer in it that only had 60,000 miles say carfax can you say carfax that's the way you find out that uh, about these shenanigans and that's the reason you never buy a car without a carfax or an auto check see, yep exactly but see earl this is the thing some of these used car lots if you don't know about Carfax, mm-hmm. and this has happened to me, and I'll and when the story is over with, I'll report back because I'm in litigation right now. But when I bought my Honda, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It was sold to me as Carfax certified. I didn't know that much about Carfax at that point. This is the end of 2016. Mm-hmm. And I took their word for it. I bought a car that had 91,000 miles on it. And when I come to find, come to find out later, it had 186,000 miles wow. on it. So wow. I'm currently in litigation. Good for you. Well, you uh, if you need an expert witness, I'll volunteer. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Great call, Tina. You're the best. You are the best. And I don't mean that oh, just to be you. a flatter you. You truly are. You're not only you have a great personality and a great sense of humor, but you're one of the most informed callers we have. I love talking to you. Very knowledgeable, Tina. We appreciate well, hearing from you on Saturday mornings, and we hope to hear from you again. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate it. Have a great Memorial Day weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And before we go to our next caller, uh, ladies, without a doubt, women make financial decisions on everything from vehicles to uh, real estate, uh, home purchases, health care. And uh, therefore, I ask you this question. When you walk into the dealership, why, on so many occasions, do you get asked, where's your husband? Did you talk to your boyfriend? Ladies, how do you feel about that? Give me a call. I have another good reason for you to give me a call, and that is the first two new lady callers. You can win yourself $50 by giving us a call with your opinion on anything that happened to you when you went in for service. And by the way, 65% of women come through that service department leasing, buying, whatever it was, maybe you were, well, talked into some add-on features when you were in the service department. Your calls are very important. We're trying to build a platform here, and uh, with your help, we can do that. 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. We're going to go to Mike, who is holding. Thank you for your patience, Mike. He's calling from West Palm Beach. Yes, uh, good morning, everybody. Good uh, morning. Big-time listener and, and a, uh, a car junkie. Uh, I don't, uh, I don't uh, chase women. I don't drink. I don't gamble. <laughs> I just like to buy cars. You sound like a boring and, guy. And, and Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, <laughs> I want to ask you a question, uh, Earl. Um, uh, excuse me, Mike. I'm going to interrupt you for a second. You know, yes. um, this, uh, we, we used to do this in the beginning whenever we went on from 8 until 10, and we were really curious how you heard about us uh, now that we're on the Oldies channel. Did did I hear you say you were a first-time caller or you were... No, it's a second-time caller, but I uh, listen all the time. Uh-huh. And how did you find us? I love the Oldies. Oh, great. And, uh, so okay. I'm, I'm, I'm locked into... Uh, to the station. Oh, very and, good. Uh, okay. On Saturday morning, and you guys were on, and I've been listening to you ever since. Very good reason. Okay, back to the recovering car dealer. No, back to Mike. He had a question. Yes. Yeah, my question, Earl, is this. It's you. Uh, I have a car that uh, um, was uh, having trouble starting, and and um, I had brought this up to you once before on my first call, and I have a mechanic that I go to, and 
I brought it in the, uh, the, a couple of weeks ago, and he's looked at it, and he says that now he thinks it's the uh, head gasket, okay, the head uh, valve gasket. And he told me, and I've been using him, and he's an honest man, and he, he, he knows his stuff. He's expensive, but he gets the job done. But he was having trouble because I was bringing it in, and it was starting. But anyway, he found out. And he says that um, it's a it's a big job, you know. We said we got to take out a lot of the engine, and he gave me a quote of between fifteen and two thousand dollars. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, my question to you is, what happens if he does change what he thinks it is? You know, I mean, he says ninety nine percent sure. You know, that they always say ninety nine percent sure because mm-hmm. sure. you know they're not going to say a hundred percent sure. But I want to ask you this: What happens if they do the work, and he charges me? X amount of dollars, $2,000, and I take the car home, and the next day it doesn't start. Now, I understand when you, when you buy, uh, a, a, you get a tires, you get a, you know, a six-month or a year guarantee, or you, you know, they put in a, um, a starter engine, that part is usually guaranteed. But what happens with this work? What happens if, if it does, do I have any recourse? Well, Mike, you know, what you described is very common. It's probably the hardest uh, question to answer. Uh, a lot of it depends on the skill of the individual, the company that he works for. Maybe he's in business for himself. Uh, sounds to me like uh, you like him. Uh, you say he's qualified. He's honest. Uh, uh, the fact that he would admit to you that he's not 100% sure uh, is good. Um, the uh, I would do this anytime an expensive repair, even if it's someone that you trust, uh, just like a doctor. You trust your doctor. Your doctor says you need an operation. You should go to another doctor. Uh, interestingly enough, insurance statistics say that over half the time, second opinions are different than the first opinion. And that's with a medical doctor. He's been going to school for you know half his life. Uh, technicians, uh, when you get a diagnosis on your car, and you get a second opinion, there's a good chance it might be different than the first. And if you have to spend 1500 to $2,000, it's worth your time getting that second opinion. Also, sometimes asking for a second opinion tells you a lot about the guy that gave you the first opinion. Uh, an honest doctor uh, will tell you and encourage you to get a second opinion. A doctor that's not such an honest doctor will try to discourage you from getting a second opinion. No one likes right. to be contradicted. No one likes to be overturned, uh, you know, argued with. So it uh, sounds like you got a, a pretty good guy there. You, don't, you do not have any recourse to answer your question. If, if the 1% or 2% occurs and it's the wrong thing, uh, what, I, what we do when uh, uh, my dealership, uh, we're pretty good, but we don't always get it right. And uh, I, I, I insist on total transparency, which you had so far, and they should tell you uh, what the odds are. Uh, sometimes it's 50-50. Sometimes it's 98% likely they'll find it. That's total transparency. And if it didn't work, what I'd do, I'd say, look, I'm, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pay my technician because he tried hard. He gave us his best shot. He really believed it was the thing to do, and somebody else would have believed the same thing. But he spent three hours working on your car. I'm going to pay him, but I'm not going to make a profit for the car dealership. I'm not going to mark up his work and charge you for that. And if I have parts involved, I'm just going to charge you what I paid the parts company for the parts I bought. So, you know, he should catch you a break there. That might be something you might want to uh, negotiate with him. Say, hey, Mike, you're Mike, but whatever your text, whatever your mechanic's name is, you say, hey, uh, Charlie, um, 
I, I, I trust you. Go ahead and fix it. But do me do me a favor. If in fact it doesn't work, can you just do give me the the labor at your cost? What you know without the profit? And if you have any parts involved, would you give me the parts at just the cost? That'd be cutting you a little bit of slack and be the right thing to do. But I, I didn't mean to go on and on. But it's such a common problem that. Uh, that others, uh, everybody listening probably has encountered that same thing. So it's a great question, and it was really good for the show. Yeah, yeah, and also, because I understand, like, uh, you bring a, a dog, because this has happened to me, to the emergency room, mm-hmm. and the dog stays there a couple of days, and, you know, it's it's expensive, and then the dog dies, okay? Mm-hmm. The, 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 whatever they did didn't work. Now you have to pay the bill. You know, if it's mm-hmm. $3,000, even though the dog died, you yeah. still have to pay the bill sure. because... Of, of the care that was given, and you know, which really shouldn't be. If the dog dies, you shouldn't pay anything, but you do. So <clears throat> I, I just don't understand that. You know, now what happens if he says, what happens if he says that, uh, well, you know, let's try something else? And, you know, when does it end? Well, know, that, that's, when do you say enough is enough? That's the reason it's such a terrible problem, because we see this happen all the time. We'll have uh, customers yeah, bring yeah. cars to us, and they'll say uh, air conditioning is one of the typical things. Somebody doesn't know what they're talking about air conditioning. They could, You can spend $2,000 on three or four different repairs on an air conditioner, and it still doesn't work properly. So right. uh, so there's a, lot of, there's a lot of things you do for preventative medicine so this type of does, thing doesn't happen. You've already done taken the first step and i'm taking your word for this you've got yourself a really good honest qualified technician mechanic you, you've had experience with him uh he's got a good reputation he's taken good care of you over the years so you've, yes. you've chosen the he's right guy very good i've gone to him 20 years oh uh, okay i gotta say 20 okay. years since okay well you got a good guy and then he's given you t- full disclosure he said i don't I think this is going to work, but I can't be 100% sure. Uh, he's being honest with you. Uh, so you've done that. The only thing you haven't done, and this, you know, you, you might be hesitant to do this, but I encourage you to do it anyway. Get a second opinion. Take it uh, Take it to uh, what make car do you have? It's a, a Honda. Okay. Take it to a Honda dealer and check with uh, Ed Morris Honda. I don't know where you live. Uh, what, what, where do you, are you from West Palm I'm Beach? Near, uh, Bremen. Okay. I'm well, down you can check uh, with Bremen. You can check with Ed Morris. You can check Del Rey. Call him up and say, look, i got a problem. My car's hard to start. Uh, I need a diagnosis. Can you give me a free diagnosis and an estimate? Yeah, uh, if they won't get no, they do. They want to charge ninety nine dollars, which I can understand. Well, I'll leave. I'll leave that up to you. If you want to pay the ninety nine, that would be insurance. That would be your second opinion, and then I would take it into the tech uh, mechanic that you've had working for you for twenty years and let him do the work. If it if if the opinion is the same, if it's not the same, then you go back to your guy anyway and say, "This is what Ed Morris Honda had to say. What do you think?" So mm-hmm. you have a conversation about it before you make the final decision. Okay, that's that sounds like a good plan, and I'm gonna I am gonna do it. Mike, thanks very I'll much, and call again sometime. I love these type of questions because what you just described, uh, probably uh, five thousand people out there have had the same problem before. Oh, of course. Everybody, oh, yeah. everybody has that that problem. So it's a great question. You helped a lot of people by asking a very good question. Thank you. And, and you and you helped a lot of people by answering it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Uh, Tina just chimed in. She says, "Tell them to get a head gasket test kit." What does that sound like, Rick? Uh, there are there are some test kits that you can try. Sometimes they work well. Uh, the the best thing I would say actually is is I would want the guy to explain to me why he thinks the head gasket is the problem. Mm. 
if it's leaking, what if, what, what if you're not there's a ways to what test if, it. Yeah, but what if you're not a mechanic? Uh, and, you know, it's kind of like a doctor explaining to you why they need to take out your uh, gallbladder. I mean, uh, most yeah. people don't understand that. You, yeah. have to, you have to trust your mechanic like you have to trust your doctor. Uh, what, exactly. Yeah, what, what I would, uh, uh, well, uh, what I would like to offer, and you might want not want to do this either, because you you really like this guy, and he's treated you right for twenty years. If you'd like to tell us his name and location, we'll mention it on the air. Maybe uh, dr- drum up a little business for him. Okay, yeah, it's a, a break world on uh, State Road Seven, uh, just south of um, Okeechobee Boulevard. Okay, hmm. break world, and is there a, a particular man there that you deal with? Uh, the, the, the owner, yeah, um, uh, Mote is his name. Yeah, spell that. M-O-T-A-Y. Okay, Mote, owner of Break World on, uh, State Road 7, uh, yes. uh near, near Okeechobee? Yes, I, I, I've sent many, many people to him, and they've all been, uh, they've all been, uh, you know, uh, very pleased. Great. You know, that's probably another, you know, one of, the, one of the things I hear all the time, can you tell me the name of a good independent mechanic or independent shop because the dealers are so expensive. So we've just done that for you, thanks to Mike. And you go to Brick World on State Road 7 near Okeechobee and ask for Mote, M-O-T-A-Y, the owner. Yes. Thanks yeah, very you, much, you, Mike. You, he's, he's very good. Well, okay, guys, thank you, and, and uh, have a good uh, have a good weekend. Try to stay dry. Same to you. Take Thanks, care. Mike. Thanks, Keep Mike. on listening. Uh, we're going to go to Frank. Uh, Frank's calling from Jupiter Farms. Welcome to the show, Frank. Hey, good morning, Earl and Nancy. As always, a pleasure to um, hear you guys on the air. Thank you. The purpose I was calling was basically with that gentleman that just got off about his car mm-hmm. and saying there wasn't going to be a warranty if they did the repair. Mm-hmm. And since he listens to the radio station often, there is a, a mechanic or uh, a repair shop that gives a two-year warranty. I don't really recall their name, mm-hmm. but he listens to the radio. It's on all the time. Mm-hmm. I think it's up near Lake Horse somewhere. And um, so there's a there's an option. But, again, it's like I agree 100% to get a second opinion. Head gasket. That's a pretty easy test. They should be able to tell that. Yeah, every every mechanic and every repair shop should warranty their work. I think you can't always warranty uh, the car per se because something else can go wrong with your air conditioner. Uh, but the work they do should be warranted at least a year. Two years is a really good warranty. Uh, and if a shop will give you a two year warranty on their work, uh, that's a very good thing. Uh, be careful about warranties in general. Most car dealers give you a lifetime warranty every time you buy their car, which is a bunch of nonsense. But uh, a warranty on the work that a mechanic performs is important, and they should do it for at least 12 months, I would say. Yes. And, again, um, our compliments to Tina. She is just an absolutely remarkable young lady. Isn't she? Um, Isn't she amazing? Definitely. Yeah. Well, Frank, thank, thank so you. I'll, I'll, keep it, I'll keep it short so you guys have a good day. Well, Frank, um, you, you don't ever have to keep it short. You're a great caller, and we appreciate you calling every week and hope you continue to do so. Uh, and uh, uh, please have a great Memorial Day weekend and call us next Saturday. And I'm still waiting for your call back about mystery shopping. <laughs> <laughs> we, we got another good one. You're going you're gonna to enjoy it. Thanks, Frank. Take care. Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, if you just tuned in, you're listening to Earl Stewart on Cars right here at the Oldies Channel. Give us a call. Be part of the show. You are an important part of the show. 
972-497-6530, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And remember, ladies, you are a very important part of the show, and you too can win yourselves $50, the first two new lady callers. That's a good reason to call, isn't it? And to share your experience with us, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Now back to the recovering car dealer. Thank you, Matt. Is everybody else warm in here? It's it is quite muggy. Warm. Is yeah. the air conditioning still broken, Colin, or is it? The uh, air conditioner has been fixed. Oh, it's been fixed. Okay, and they, they, they're just. Saving. And I've adjusted the temperature. Oh, you have. Okay. Well, <laughs> up. Uh, maybe I'm having a hot flash. <laughs> I don't know. It could be something. Yeah, maybe menopause. <laughs> well, let me. Men do that, you know. Let, I know. Let me let me say this. I've got here. I've got another little bolt, and I want to share it with you. Um, a lot of you know we've been doing a uh, little battle with Costco, and not not the Costco so much as the Costco Auto Buying Program, which is also known as the Affinity Development Corporation in San Diego. And we've done some mystery shops with uh, Costco members, uh, pricing, and we've done I've done some blogs, and we've done some postings on Facebook, and you know we're we're, we're really stirring the pot up because the Costco Auto Buying Program is not treating the Costco auto members the way we feel they should be treated. And in full transparency, uh, it kind of reminded me of this when I said at the beginning of the show that I got fired from uh, the radio station um, three years ago, and, I, and I'm back. Everything I do is controversial. I've got Toyota really angry at me sometimes. I have other auto manufacturers angry at me. Um, I have Every car dealer in Florida, or the country for that matter, angry at me. Uh, I stir up a lot of controversy. And I guess I, you know, they say, well, you like it, don't you? Yeah, I guess I like it. I mean, i got to be honest with you. Uh, I enjoy um, being able to stand up to the man. One of my sons said to me the other day, but Dad, you are the man. I thought that was funny. Yes, yes, we say that to you it's a lot. Kind of, it's kind of <laughs> like I am the man, and I am also the car dealer. So... What is better than a recovering man? I'm a recovering man, too. That's true. I'm a recovering car dealer. All the more reason that we are spending more money now (laughs) on security. Yes, exactly. And I'm in charge of crowd control. It's costed us a fortune because you're accumulating Uh, so many enemies. You're digressing (laughs) and you're causing me to lose my point. My point has to do with Costco. We we have been threatened by the Costco auto buying program indirectly. And I was talking to Jonathan, uh, our colleague, our cyber colleague in the control room in there. And Jonathan, uh, I said to Jonathan, I said, you know, Costco threatened me the other day. They said that we had broken the Costco contract by publishing the Costco member price for our dealership on the blog. We put a link on our blog to the Costco um, membership program, and all it had was all of the cars that we had in our inventory and what the, the Costco member price was. By the way, the Costco member price was exactly as we published because we don't add dealer fees and we don't add dealer install accessories. So when we show the Costco member price to a Costco member, they see the real price. The only thing you have to pay is a license plate and sales tax, government fees only. So we published that pure member of price sheet and they threatened to cancel us mm-hmm. as a uh, they said, if you don't take that down, we're going to cancel you as a Costco dealer. Now, that would, be honest with you, have an economic impact on me as a dealer. I try to keep my dealership separate from my 
consumer advocacy work, but it's not always easy. I mean, you, I am both. You know, I'm a consumer advocate, and I'm also a car dealer. So I just wanted to reveal that in the cold light of day. I've been threatened by the Costco auto buying program, a.k.a. the uh, Affinity Development Corporation. For you folks who are just tuned in and don't know what's going on about Costco, uh, Costco is my favorite company retail-wise. Uh, I like Costco probably more than Apple. I love Apple. I love I love Costco twice as much as I love Apple. I love to walking into the Costco warehouses. Uh, I love the, the people are so nice in there. Uh, everybody's nice. Uh, the pricing is incredible. They don't charge, they don't mark up anything over fifteen percent. And a lot of stuff they mark up less than fifteen percent. Uh, they have a great value. Uh, everything you buy, they have a good uh, a selection of everything. Uh, I just I love the company, and if you if you don't like a product, you just bring it back, no questions asked. Every time I leave Costco, I see a bunch of people lined up. They're returning stuff that they didn't want to buy. They don't give you the third degree. They don't ask you for your receipt or anything. They just take it back. So, I just want everybody to know out there how much I love Costco. Costco is like anybody any other company. They're not perfect. They make mistakes. And one, in my opinion, one of their big mistakes was affiliating themselves with the Affinity Development Corporation. The Affinity Development Corporation offered Costco a deal. That's what the Affinity, Affinity Development Corporation does, is they market products for other companies that have uh, diamond brands, which Tiffany, you know, Tiffany has a, you know, no pun intended, they have a tremendous brand. If you go into Tiffany, you're going to pay all the money, but you're going to get a great diamond. And they just don't give you any nonsense at all. If you go into Apple, they're going to treat you like a million bucks. Uh, you know the stores I'm talking about. Costco has got a great brand. So the Affinity Development Corporation goes to the Tiffany's and the Apple's and the Costco's of the world and say, you want to make some more money? And they say, yeah, but, you know, how do we do this? They say, you want to sell cars? That's too complicated. We can't sell cars. Well, we got a deal for you. We will market the cars. You let me use your name, Costco, the magic brand, Costco. I can use your brand, and, and I want to call my company the Costco Auto Buying Program. And then you pay me, I'm making these numbers up, 25% of all the money that you charge the car dealers, or we charge the car dealers, and that's like free found money. So I'm paying, uh, you're paying us for the use of your brand. So that's what they did. And then they started banking the money from the Affinity Development Group, and they didn't police it. The policing is being done by the Affinity Development Corporation. So the Costco member price is not the Costco member price. The Costco member price is the Costco member price plus the dealer fees. And I hope you got the fees plural because car dealers charge multiple fees. They add the dealer fees to the Costco member price. They don't tell you what the dealer fee is. And they don't tell Costco what the dealer fee is. They also charge you for dealer-installed accessories. Interesting twist there. I'll, I'll tell you now. When we first started talking about adding dealer-installed accessories, they were charging 50% of the dealer-installed accessories. In our most recent shop, they aren't charging anything for the dealer-installed accessories, which is exactly what they're worth. They're not worth anything, so you're not being charged anything. But... 
So we think we've had an immediate impact on Costco because suddenly they're not charging you 50%, which is a ripoff. They're not charging anything for the dealer install accessory. But they're still charging you for all the dealer fees. Well, they're not really charging you for all the dealer fees because, and I hate to give away too much, in our mystery shop coming up, they didn't expose, they didn't tell about all the dealer fees, which is exactly the problem because Costco, the parent company, doesn't know this is going on. Now, that's the reason the Affinity Development Group wants to cancel me, they cancel my dealership, and I represent three warehouses, and they want to cancel me for those warehouses and not be an approved, certified Costco dealer because I'm telling the truth right now. So, uh, I got a, I'm on a rant. We have a caller. Nancy, who's, who's calling the show? The truth will prevail. Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960, or you can text us. 772-497-6530. Feels good in here now, doesn't it? Remember what I said. The truth will prevail. We're going to go to John, who's calling from Palm City. He, too, is a regular caller. Good morning, John. Good morning to everyone. Uh, I can't say enough about Costco. I've been with them from the beginning. If everybody remembers, they used to be called um, Christ Club. And uh, I, I can't say enough about their products, especially Kirkland, Kirkland products. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're above and beyond. Uh, for instance, like their tuna, it beats Bumblebee, mm-hmm. it beats them all. Mm-hmm. They do thorough testing mm-hmm. in their laboratories on any product that's on the shelf, especially a Kirkland brand. Mm-hmm. And it's just, they're the best. They're the number one company, in my opinion, in America. But love- I have an answer to the whole situation. Oh, great. It looks to me like this Infinity Group, is bad, bad news and everything they're handling. So here's my suggestion. If you're a Costco member, okay, I give you Costco your number, Costco member number, mm-hmm. and email or call them directly and say, Costco, you need to do the right thing and divest yourself completely of this buying service, mm-hmm. which is a disaster, mm-hmm. and immediately we demand that you stop this service with them, with whether the contract or whatever, because it's a invalid uh, contract in the way it's been handled. And right. that's the way I say every member, uh, either email them, write them in, the, in uh, Seattle, Washington, mm-hmm. and tell them as a Costco member, mm-hmm. I demand that you people with your reputation not continue with this Infinity outfit. That's my suggestion. And I say it very strongly because it sounds like they're a big joke when they're made aware of a problem. Mm-hmm. They don't want to hear it. And they don't want to know it. I love and the it's idea, just John. Getting out of hand now, completely. I love the idea. And what we're going to do is we're going to try to get some contact information, email. I have I have some, and we will uh, launch a campaign. My problem, and maybe you can give us some advice on this. How can I arouse the Costco members? We've talked on this show for. Th- two weeks, maybe three, about uh, please call us if you're a Costco member, if you've had any experience with the Costco auto buying program. I even offered a $100 donation to their favorite charity for a caller who had had experience with the Costco auto buying program. So I'm not sure what the problem is. Uh, We have, by the way, uh, 
20,000 people listening to the show. Uh, we just had the Nielsen ratings coming in, and I was really surprised. But for all those 20,000 people, we haven't had – we might have had one or two. I think we've had one or two Costco members that have not had direct experience with the Costco auto buying program. But I love your idea. John, and we will pursue that. We might even do a hashtag Costco kind of a thing, an internet kind of a, a thing, you know, like a hashtag me too. This will be uh, hashtag Costco something. Well, unfortunately, people that don't listen to the show are not aware of the shenanigans yes. that they're being pulled on them. Yep. But I do say it's very important just for the people that do hear the show. Uh, it's Costco.com. Okay, that's number one. 800 Seven seven four two six seven eight. This is their headquarters in Seattle. Uh-huh. If you're a writer, it's P.O. Box three four five three five, zip code nine eight one two four. Well, thank you but very much. Probably the Costco dot com is probably adequate alone, and let them know how you feel about it. And it's not a matter of change; it's just get rid of them. Completely. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, of all the years I've been with Costco, I don't remember any problem except a slight problem. They were sued once way back when, if you remember it. And it was a misunderstanding that yeah. on some of their jewelry line or something, right. it made reference to Tiffany and company. Yes. yes. But that was quickly settled with Costco, straightened out, nothing was deliberate. Sure. And that's all the years that I've been a member, the only time that I ever remember even a slight problem. Exactly. But as far as Costco name, it's number one in, in, in the whole United States. And, and they just can't be involved with, with a scandal of a company like this, Infinity. Exactly. So their, their, their brand is their most precious possession. And it directly correlates to their stock price, by the way. It's a publicly held company. And there's another group of people uh, we probably ought to... Uh, get the attention of uh, Costco stockholders. Uh, I might even do a little research on how do we get a list. It's probably public, I'm not sure, the uh, Costco stockholders. And uh, once this once this comes out, remember what happened to Wells Fargo, John? Wells Fargo, yeah. uh, iconic brand. Uh, mm. Warren Buffett, a uh, large, large uh, shareholder in, in Wells Fargo. And when this thing came out, what Wells Fargo was doing to their to their uh, uh, depositors, I mean, flat fraud, lying and cheating their depositors, the, the, the Wells Fargo stock has plummeted. So there's even a class action suits now against Wells Fargo. So iconic brands have a higher, a longer way to fall. You know, when you're on top of the mountain, you've got a long way to fall. And Costco is on top of the mountain along with Wells Fargo, Apple, and the rest of them. So Costco stockholders and for... Uh, uh, Costco members, you need to shout it from the highest rooftop to Costco, get rid of this Affinity Development Corporation. Well, I'm glad you mentioned also Wells Fargo. At the beginning in California, when the problem was real big, it was pointed out to them about the problems, and they did absolutely nothing about it. So this would be us, the public, as members, to do something about it. And you just gave me an additional idea. I don't have, I wish I had Costco stock. Well, one of my letters that's also going to go out to them is going to say, as a stockholder, and by the way, they have no way of knowing, because if you have a stock that's in a street name oh, yeah. in with your broker, yeah. they don't really know exactly who you are. And I'm going to say, as a stockholder, I demand that you remove your relationship with Infinity. So you just gave me another additional idea. 
John, great call. I tell you what, we love you. You are, are probably our longest caller. You've been calling from the old show, and you stayed with us all through the trials and tribulations. You stayed with us after they fired us, <laughs> and then and you waited, and we came back, and there you were. So yeah. we, we love you, John. Thank you so much. Well, it's my pleasure, and I thank you people for uh, donating your time and, and um, service to uh, educating the public. We love it. Thank we, lo- you. we love doing it. Thanks, John. Well, our telephone number here, if you'd like to uh, give us a call, talk to any one of us, 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And I can't mention it enough, ladies, $50 for the first two new lady callers. So give us a call. Now back to the recovering car dealer. Uh, Jonathan, the control room, our cyber expert, is also a very smart guy, and he suggested that we ask Costco members to please don't fire Earl. Uh, the uh, the Costco Affinity Group, the Affinity Development, has uh, told us that they were going to terminate us as a Costco member dealer if uh, we didn't take down the price sheet we posted on a on one of our blogs. And uh, I think they're out to get us, and I think they'd love to have Earl Stewart go away. And I think so if. Uh, if the Costco members could call Costco parent company, the good guys, and say, please don't let Affinity Development Corporation fire Earl Stewart, we would appreciate it. Thank you very definitely. much. Definitely. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. We would definitely appreciate it. Um, it, it ladies, I, I can't encourage you enough to uh, to give us a call this morning. Um, isn't it time that salespeople recognize that women should be given the same respect, uh, information, treatment as any other customer don't shortcut them do you know why only when this happens will salespeople be able to capitalize on the enormous purchasing power and control that women have give us a call with your story good bad ugly 877-960-9960 and for that story you win yourself fifty dollars the first two new Lady callers, 877-960-9960, and the text number is 772-497-6530. Colin has given us all kind of ideas over there in the control room. Yeah, hashtag ways to spread the word about the Costco fiasco. So we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, he's got a couple of good ones there. Yeah, we'll come up he's with got a couple of good ones. Really good. One of the reasons Nancy's so pumped up this morning about uh, women rights and whatnot, is that Nancy and Rick and I spoke before the Valencia Shores Women's Club uh, about a week ago, and uh, it was an hour and a half presentation, which made me a little nervous, because that's long. We don't normally do that, and uh, but we felt like if there were enough questions and we'd make a presentation, that hour and a half went like 10 minutes, and we've never met a more articulate, intelligent, uh, passionate group of women uh, I, you know, I, I always tell groups when we speak to them, you know, thank you, we really like you, and you're a really great group. This time I really meant it. I mean, they, they were incredible. And the women in this group um, were asking the questions that so many other women have, but w- for some reason are nervous to articulate. And they told us some stories, named names, they had car dealerships, including ours, by the way. <coughs> we had one of the... Uh, 
women had a problem with our car dealership. I mean, they, they were fearless. Uh, it's, you know, we have people out there. I've been a car dealer uh, for what, 50 years. A whole lot of people out there have bought cars from me, and a whole lot of people have bought cars from me have had problems, and here I am on the air. They don't call up and complain. Uh, I wish you would. Why? Why do I want people to complain about my car dealership? Because if I, if I let you do it, and I acknowledge it, and maybe I try to help you and make it right, then I reinforce my own brand. To me, making mistakes isn't a sin. Making mistakes without reparation, without fixing them, without caring about them, that's a sin. And so these women were talking about their bad experiences and how they've been treated with uh, disrespect, how uh, they had, what Nancy said earlier, uh, why don't you go home and come back with your husband? We had one one woman. This was this one really got me. She went in to buy a Lexus, and they really gave her a hard time. And uh, she just ran out of the car dealership, and she was so upset the way they treated her. And she went home. She started talking to her friends. They said, "Well, you need to meet, bring a man in uh, to, to with you." She was a widow, so her next door neighbor was a man. And he volunteered to go into the car dealership. So the two of them went in there together. I'm not going to name names. You know, I won't even name the car dealer. But they went into this car dealership. It was in uh, the Lake Worth area. And uh, and had a, another bad experience. But this time, her friend, the man that she was advised to bring in with her, sided with the car, car salesman. Suddenly, the man's siding with the car salesman. So this goes back to the pound me too. I mean, women have been treated with such disrespect for so long, so long, it's become ingrained in our culture. And you get a bunch of guys together, and I'm a guy, and I, I, trust me, this is true. You get a bunch of guys together. Uh, I have uh, dinner with a bunch of guys, old guys like me, every, every month we go out. And some of the comments, the sexist, chauvinist remarks that are made about women are embarrassing. And I used to make them. I mean, I, I, you know, heaven help me. Uh, you know, cultures, things are changing. And uh, you got to change with the times. And if you're a businessman, you better change or you're going to go broke. Yeah, we're, definitely. You know, uh, there's the, that's the key word. You guys are going to go broke yeah. because women make up a huge part of purchasing a car. I can't emphasize it enough. Car dealers are going to go broke. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they need to get they need to get into the 21st century rick rick as a from a technician side point view i actually see almost a, a little opposite thing now because i i find it refreshing and important when i write an estimate on a car and the customer comes back and asks you know please show me why i need these things done on my car mm-hmm. and it seems like the men are i'll say more inhibited to ask questions because they don't want to seem like as guys they don't understand what i'm talking about with their car you're absolutely right they won't ask directions where they get lost in the car that's that's part of the man's personality you're absolutely right whereas a woman customer will walk back into the shop i'll show her what i see on the car and if she doesn't quite understand exactly what i'm saying she'll ask me to put it in different terms Mm -hmm. and to help her understand why this is a needed thing and to me i think that's fantastic i i like to see more lady customers because they're not afraid they're fearless to ask questions and understand why this is a good thing and as a mechanic 
uh, to me, an educated customer can make a good decision on repairing their car. Well, they'll ask those questions, and that's but not so in front of their husbands. They won't yeah. ask them. And, and, and this is the reason if the Valencia Shores Women's Club, which was just a bunch of women in there. And uh, Rick, you and I were the only two men, and uh, Nancy was there. And uh, they were uninhibited, and they just said what they thought. And uh, they asked the questions that well, were important to them, and these were all important questions. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They weren't going to be told or given a, a dirty look by uh, their husband or, or, a, or some man, because the men, part of men's culture growing up in the 40s, 50s, 60s, you know, we grew up to think we're supposed to know everything about cars. Yeah, don't look weak. Yeah, you know, you're supposed to know yeah. about mechanics. You're supposed to know how to take things apart and put them back together again. So you go in, you pretend like you know what's wrong with your car. Worst thing you could do for you men or anybody when you go into a, a repair shop, the worst thing you can do is say, I want you to uh, tune my car up. I want you, you. What you do is you do a self-diagnosis, and you yeah. bring it in there and say, now this is what I want you to do to the car. And if the service writer, the service salesperson, whatever you want to call them, doesn't ask some very intelligent questions to be sure that's what's wrong with your car, they'll just go ahead and do what you want to do. And then you get, you pick your car up, and the car's still got the same problem. Yep. And, they, and, then the, and, the, and the repair shop says, well, you asked me to tune the car up, and it turns out the tune-up had absolutely nothing to do with the problem your car had. So when you go into a car dealership repair shop or an independent dealer repair, repair shop, speak very simplistically. If your car's making a noise, say, my car goes boom, boom, pop, pop. Yep. A good mechanic translates that, in, or he'll put the diagnostic machinery on there more likely. But tell them, my car's pulling to the left when I'm on the right-hand side of the road. Tell them exactly what your car's doing. Don't diagnose it. Don't even suggest anything. Just tell them what it's doing. The noise, the rattle, uh, the phenomenal with the steering wheel, the brakes, whatever it may be. And a good mechanic can take that, translate it, and fix it. And don't be afraid to go for a test drive with the mechanic that's going to be working on your car and show them what you're experiencing. Show them what your concern is. Be afraid that they won't ask you to do that because yes. only one out of ten will ask you to do that. Uh, if the service advisor offers to take you on a test drive, that's good, but it's even better if the technician takes you for the test drive. You should take a car, your car, particularly when it has rattles, smells, uh, squeaks, uh, things that are uh, part of the sensory perception, uh, your sensory perceptions are picking up a problem. You want another human being in the car with you that knows what they're doing, preferably the technician. Take a test drive before you leave in the car, and then take another test drive when you pick the car up before you take it home. If you do that, that will eliminate 90% of all problems. So. A lot of great information right here at Earl Stewart on cars, and uh, we would love to hear from you. And uh, ladies, let me ask you a a question. Uh, What do you think when a woman is dissatisfied, if she's angered, uh, disrespected, uh, regardless uh, if she is with a man or not, do you realize the chances of that sale just dropping to zero, and that woman walks away. And knowledge is power, ladies, and uh, your voice must be heard loud and clear. Give us a call with your stories. First two ladies, 50 bucks, 877-960-9960, or you can text us, 772-497-6500. 
3-0. Yeah, we need some text. We've only had a couple so far. Yeah, what's going on out there? I think hey. you, you might have one there that you might not have read yet. You texters out there, 772-497-6530. I know sometimes you don't want to be on live radio, but here's a way to uh, get on the radio with a ha- without having to uh, face 20,000 people. Okay, I don't see a text. It uh, was a compliment. It was a compliment for the body shop. Oh, so the we'll, we'll yeah. Skip, yeah, yeah. yeah no, I, I apologize. I, yeah. you know, sometimes I don't read compliments and things that are. I appreciate. It. I thank you very much when you do it. But sometimes people in, interpret that as this being an infomercial. Yeah. I'm trying to sell Toyotas because I have a Toyota dealership. I try to stay away from that because 85% of the cars are on the road are non-Toyotas. Uh, don't want to sell your car. Just want to be sure that you know this is purely. Uh, consumer advocacy yeah, show. Yeah, understandable. Uh, ladies, uh, I, I'm not going to go on any uh, further here without thanking the ladies at the social club at the Valencia uh, Shores. Uh, what a knowledgeable group out there, and we hope to see you again. That number again is 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. We're going to go to Lori, who is calling us from uh, Tamarack. Welcome to the show, Lori. Hi, how are you all doing today? Not too wet, I hope. Nope. The reason I'm calling, uh, what Nancy was saying about females going to dealerships, I am not an expert on cars. I never claim to be, but I have a general idea as to what to ask, what to look for, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And what you were saying about people going to dealerships, um, many, many years ago, I went into a dealership. My brother-in-law had a deal for me on a car, but he said, you know, it's similar. You know, I can't take you to the dealership right now. He was working. Why don't you go in and just, you know, try the car out and see, and if you like it, you know, I can get you a deal on it. I went into a dealership, and I said, I'd like to, you know, see the car. I'd like to test drive it. You know what they said to me? Well, unless you're going to buy today, you can't test drive it. Oh. I said, excuse (laughs) me? And they said, no, you know, it wasn't a rainy day. It wasn't a busy day. It wasn't a holiday weekend. The guy would not let me test drive the body car unless I was going to say I would buy it that day. So I said, okay. To let you know, every time I go by that dealership, I hear it advertised. Let's just say I say a few curse words. I will never deal with anybody in that area for that dealership. <clears throat> not to mention, I've told other people about that dealership not to even go there. I don't care if they changed owners 75 times mm-hmm. or well, management or salesmen. Well, Lori, that is amazing. And you know, what the car dealers do to themselves, it's amazing how they survive. And... Uh, by the way, uh, feel free to mention the name of the dealership if uh, you feel more comfortable not to mention. I can. Oh, I don't mind mentioning it. As I said, it could have been changed 75 times. It was University Dodge. University Dodge. And they're in, uh, where mm-hmm. is that? Uh, they were in, uh, what city was that in considered back then? Um, it could be Pembroke Pines, um, yeah, Daniel Davey yeah, area, I yeah. think. Yeah, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to believe. And sometimes it's, it's the salesperson. But it's still the dealership's responsibility. Uh, you could say we, there's always a rotten apple in the barrel, maybe so. But you always hold the owner of the dealership responsible. And something like that is just insulting. I wonder how many people, you know, you told your friends, and then your friends told their friends. You told me. Uh, this is Earl Stroud on Cars. We have 20,000 friends out there that heard what University Dodge did to you. I, I, if you put a pencil to it, I wonder how many hundreds of thousands of dollars in sales that you cost University Dodge uh, because that salesperson was so rude to you. And when will the car dealers learn that just treating women and men 
and minorities with courtesy and respect is like advertising. You treat somebody right, you do something special for them, they'll tell as many people what a great dealership you are as they tell uh, when you when you do something rude like you did uh, you did to Lori. So, Lori, thank you very much for sharing that. Yeah, Lori, uh, one more no, thing. One more thing I yeah. want to let you know. That kind of advertisement that comes from you is worth its weight in gold. You just don't realize how many people that you reach at that moment when those words come out of your mouth and you speak to another woman or another man. It doesn't matter. And guess what? That kind of advertisement is worth more than those billboards that you see on 95. That word spreads rapidly. And for that, I thank you. I thank you for letting your voice be heard. Well, two other things, if you don't mind. One, you know, back then I was a little bit, I guess, more reticent about opening my mouth about things. And, you know, how hindsight is one thing. Mm-hmm. A few choice words I could have said to the gentleman, which I wouldn't stoop <laughs> to that low, you know, to that low to do it. But, I, you know, over the years I said I should have told the, the blankety-blank this and that. Mm-hmm. But, um, Earl, I had thought about something. You had mentioned that, um, I think I mentioned this to Nancy a long time ago, that you had met with a ladies' group and they had very informed questions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Have you ever considered having a, for lack of a better term, how a guide for women for what the best things to do to ask the questions um, at your dealership, not promoting necessarily your cars. That's not what you'd be there for. Mm-hmm. It's just to educate the female consumer and say, hey, I'm not trying to plug you a car, but come in, you know, listen, give us your questions ahead of time. We'll be glad to answer them or something like that. Because I think a lot of women might come in and listen. And, may, you know, may, will you get a deal out of it? Maybe you never know. But still, it's to educate. That's what you're trying to do to us out mm-hmm. here. Lori, I think that's an excellent suggestion. Uh, what what I what I have been advising women to do when they go into car dealerships is to ask to speak to a woman salesperson. And uh, one of the problems that car dealers have is they have very few women salespeople. Some car dealers don't have any women. And if if car dealers heard more customers, especially the women coming in, uh, asked to speak to another woman, uh, they would encourage them to hire more, and it would be a uh, it would be a really nice. Not only would it help the women who want to buy cars, it would help a lot of women that would like to have jobs in car dealerships. You walk into a typical car dealership, less than one in ten employed is a woman. Uh, there's thousands That's and thousands. Of, sure. So I yeah. can tell you about a car um, salesman. It was a female. I went with my boyfriend to look at a car. I'm not going to say the name of the dealership. Mm-hmm. It was a small, you know, a smaller car, and it was a female salesperson. You know, it seemed very nice, very knowledgeable. Well, it was a small car, and um, she didn't want to go in a test drive with the three of us because she was claustrophobic. <laughs> so she let us have the car by ourselves to go mm-hmm. test drive. Mm-hmm. And that to me seemed a little bit weird. Okay, she could. She never said, "Hey, do you mind if I just go with him?" Because I don't. I'm not. You know, so I don't go in the car. But she never said that. She got mm-hmm. in the back, and the whole time is, "Oh, you know, I got to get out. I can't be in the car." Really? Wow. That's the thing which I thought was kind of weird. That's just the offset. You yeah. know what I mean about the one female salesperson we ever dealt with. Exactly. We find in our dealership, uh, Lori, that not only do the women prefer to speak to women salespeople, but so do the men. You know, women, uh, I mean, women are different than men. Anybody tells you that that's not true is crazy. Women have more empathy. There's a lot of good things about women. Uh, 
yeah, they're they're more compassionate. Uh, they listen better. Uh, people don't like to go in and have a speech made at them when they're trying to buy something. So our oh, customers, no, yeah, a lot of women, we have about a, a third of our sales force is women. We wish we had half. I've often said I, would, I wish I had 100% woman sales force because the women, as I say, are more understanding and empathetic and listen better. And that's what buyers want to do. They want someone to listen to their needs <coughs> and try to fulfill them. So uh, your point is excellent, and I'll certainly try to consider it. Nancy and I could put this together. In fact, Nancy could do it all by herself. You know, as a woman, she can understand and probably um, make a list of the things that women should do when they go into a car dealer to be sure they're treated appropriately. And, Lori, let me add uh, to uh, what uh, Earl said. Uh, you know, uh, maybe my opinion is just a little bit different than uh, Earl's, but uh, I entertain the idea of walking into a dealership if I had to to either deal with a man or a woman. I have no preference. My preference is this. If you and I don't click, I simply turn around and I leave. So That's true. Hopefully that'll be helpful to you or any of the women who are listening. I thank you for the phone call, Lori. Do you have any other thank questions? You no, that's it. You all have a good day and keep doing what you're doing. It's really informative and helpful to people. Thank you, Lori. Thank you, Lori. 877-960-9960 or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And uh, Earl's got some interesting uh, columns in the uh, Florida Weekly and the hometown news that you might be interested in, and that's eight steps to selecting and buying the right car for you. And uh, if you didn't pick up either uh, newspaper, you can always go to Earl on Cars, and you can check out all of his blogs, uh, past and today's blog. Back to the recovering car dealer. We can't let a show go by without saying the uh, four-letter word, Takata. I know Takata is not really a four-letter word, but it should be a four-letter word. The uh, Takata company is out of business, and they're bankrupt, and somebody bought them by a different name, uh, some innocuous uh, name you can't remember, probably on purpose. They probably formed a name that could not be remembered. So when they bought Takata, you don't want someone saying, oh, that's the new Takata. So the new company has now taken over the, the reins. Uh, leaving millions and millions of vehicles on the road with uh, time bombs, uh, car uh, airbags that explode in your face. Uh, Florida is the number one state for deaths and injuries and to cut airbags on the road because Florida is a high humidity, high heat state, and uh, it's a terrible situation. So try to, we actually write a lot down, and you're driving a car, you don't want to write it down, but (coughs) the NHTSA, the National Highway Traffic Safety Association website uh, for finding out if your car has a Dakota airbag is safercar.gov, S-A-F-E-R-C-A-R dot G-O-V, www.safercar.gov. You go to that website, put your VIN number in, Find out if you have an outstanding recall for a Takata airbag or any other recall for that matter. If you are buying a car, do not buy the car. Do not buy the car until you find out if there's a recall on that vehicle. And uh, that's got to be a condition. Carfax reports are helpful. Autofax, uh, auto, what is it, auto? Auto check. Auto check reports are helpful. Um, calling or the dealership or going online to the manufacturer's 
uh, you can do that. There's a numerous ways that you can find out if your car has been recalled. <coughs> the worst thing about the Takata airbag recall is there are a lot of parts that are not available, meaning you could be driving your car with a dangerous airbag that has uh, up to a 50% chance of exploding. Certain Honda models on the road now have a 50% chance. You know, I think the best resource to determine that is go to the manufacturer's site. Because yes. it starts there. Because th they, they determine, they report it to the NHTSA. Right. And sometimes it takes time. So if you got a Honda, just Google Honda recall site and you'll find it. Exactly. Put in your but there's even a lag there because they know that there's a recall, the manufacturer does, but they don't know instantaneously if the recall has been fixed. Yes. So the dealer knows that. So it's almost like you have to check everything. Um, I would... If, if it were my life or my family's life, I would check with the dealer, I'd check with the yeah. manufacturer, and I'd check with safercar.org. Yeah. Gov. So, gov. I always do gov. G-O-V. And uh, I'd also check the Carfax uh, or maybe uh, the auto check. Mm -hmm. um, check there's a lot of sources, and we hate to give you all those sources, but we have found through experience in mystery shopping that we have found sources, every one of the sources we mentioned, have been wrong. And sometimes... Up to 30%. We find Carfax reports have been wrong up to 30% of the time. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. Look at it. Takata. <laughs> Not to mention one of the truly terrifying parts with these Takata airbags is in some of the cases with Hondas, there are a few models that the inflator can literally explode for no reason at all. Mm-hmm. The car can be sitting still at a traffic light, and that inflator will not simply inflate the airbag and deploy the airbag, which would be terrifying enough, mm. but explode like a pipe bomb yeah. right in front of you. You know, I think about all the hype we see. We're, we've got a lot of hysterical meteorologists on television right now talking about Alberto, and uh, they talk about what the worst thing can happen with Alberto is we're going to get wet. You know, carry an umbrella. But these people are hysterical. They got their shirt sleeves rolled up. I want to tell you, excuse me, I'm going to interrupt you. Steve's listening to what you're saying. Well, I, You're not going to be his friend well, anymore. Let me, now, let me say this. Steve Weagle does not do that. Steve Weagle is one of the few calm meteorologists. As a matter of fact, WPTV Channel 5 is saying, we don't get hysterical. Steve is going to be calm. He's going to give you the facts. But the rest of them, forget about it. But he and takes they don't say a word about the Takata Airbag. And... Why doesn't anybody get hysterical about the Takata airbag? Takata airbag well, will kill you. Uh, Hurricane Alberto will get you wet. Mm -hmm. What's going on here? Don't yeah. understand. Keep your jacket on, Steve. 877-960-9960. It's a little quiet here. We still have a little while before the mystery shopping report. Yeah. You do have a text, though. Oh, I do have a text. You got, you got to go. It's not a okay, compliment. Here, pull, pull the text up for me. And, uh, it's uh, not going to recognize my face. Oh, Exactly. High tech, I love there high tech, and uh, that if if I get ugly, will it recognize my face? It, it'll it learns, it okay. grows with. Talk it. about my iPhone. All right, we keep forgetting this is radio, but eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty Texas, which I have right now. The latest text is seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. Okay, I'm. And inquire, uh, I, I'm acquiring my grandmother's 1973 Corolla. Ooh. Can it be serviced at your dealership and get smart carts, parts for it? Are there service techs that still know how to do a 
traditional tune-up. Paul from Jensen Beach. Great question. Isn't that cool? 1973 Corolla. I want that car. I want want that car. I wonder how many miles are on that. But uh, I feel sure that we have the parts for the car, and I think most Toyota dealers would have the parts. Uh, Rick informed me a few shows ago that it's a 10-year mandatory requirement to keep, uh, and he keeps raising his hand. So go ahead, Rick. And that was 50 Um, years ago. (laughs) Well, we're we're talking about a... Uh, what what are we got here now? Forty five year old vehicle. Um, parts may be an issue on that. However, we do have one technician who started at our dealership. It's not me, but we he started at our dealership in nineteen seventy eight. Oh, Grandpa! So when he started there, <laughs> no. your Corolla was still a pretty new Grandpa car. Glenn. Yeah. And he has worked on plenty of them. I'm not going to put his name over the air. Grandpa, there is Grandpa's a little slow, but he knows it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. But didn't he start in 75? I think he was there 1978. before. Really? Okay. Yep. Here's the reason. Here's That's the, the myth. Here, here's the reason I think you won't find any problem with parts. Is I once restored a 1937 vehicle with all original parts. So if I can restore a 1937 vehicle with all original parts, and there were a lot of parts involved, there's parts for everything somewhere. We, we, could, 3D, we could 3D print anything these days. That's exactly right. <laughs> so to answer your question, your grandmother's 1973 Corolla, we will find the parts for it, or any Toyota dealer, probably, if you'll try hard enough, will find the parts. And that's really cool. Hey, Texas Mac, I want to know, I'd love to have uh, the mileage on that vehicle. Yeah. And I'd also like a picture of it, if you could send us a picture of that 1973. It would really be cool. Thank you very much. 877-960-9960. We have that mystery shopping report coming up. You do not want to miss that. Our text number, 772-497-6530. And it is a double mystery shop. So, you, as I said... You don't want to miss it. And don't forget to pick up that 2018 Consumer Report auto issue. There's so much information in there that will certainly empower you before you do anything. That's the April edition. April edition. You can always get it at the library if you can't find it on the newsstands, which you probably can't, but you can do it online. Okay. April 2018. That is the auto issue. It's going to give you uh, information on the best used cars. It'll give you information on all the recalls and uh, safety updates. You can uh, take a look at the best new cars. So it's a, uh, a book of knowledge, I call it. And uh, Earl and I definitely, if you've listened to the show before, know that we just simply love the Consumer Report. And uh, just as a reminder, if you're unable to listen to our show or you want to listen to any of uh, the uh, past shows, you can always subscribe to Earl Stewart on Cars uh, podcast on your smartphone or your tablet using any of the following podcast apps. That would be Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Pocket excuse me, Pocket Casts and uh, Overcast. And if you'd like to watch the highlights from our show, you can go to youtube.com slash Earl on Cars. Now back to the recovering car dealer. We just got a Bolton back from Paul in Jensen Beach. His grandmother's 1973 Corolla has 160,000 miles. That's wow. it? That's really cool, yeah. Wow. That is very cool. I'd uh, love to have a car like that. Uh-huh. And uh, take good care of it. I know you will, Paul, and thanks for the text. And if anybody else wants to text us, it's 772-497-6530. 
Once again, that's 772 area code 497-6530. And if you want to call us, it's 877-960-9960. That's 877-960-9960. By the way, just a shout-out to this station here, True Oldies. Number one adult station in the market. Number one. I'm so excited. We're part of a winning team. More people... More people in this mar- in this market listen to True Oldies than any other radio station. I mean, we're competing with stations all over the place, and uh, Matt Goldapper and uh, 96.95.9, 106.9, 960. True Oldies, number one, and we're doing a pretty good job here for Earl Strong Cars. We got a seven share, which they tell me is really really strong, mm-hmm. and we have between. Uh, uh, 15 and 20,000 listeners, and the average listener listens to us for between 45 minutes and an hour. I mean, it is, you know, I'm going to talk to myself into stage fright. I'm telling you. I'm going to freeze right here on camera. Oh, look, Mike, uh, I just, Paul, Paul from Jensen Beach. Thanks. He just sent me a picture of the Corolla. 160,000 miles. It is a beautiful red Corolla. Very, very, oh, yeah. If you're not watching the show live, you got to do it right now. (laughs) (laughs) Go to Earl. Go to Facebook.com slash Earl on Cars. Look at that. 160,000 miles. Keep it up there for a minute. Toyota Corolla. Wow. Keep it up there. Oh, we're we're live. Yeah. Oh, I know. On this one. Yeah. Oh, this one here. Yeah. 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 Okay. My name's all over that car. Yeah. I got to get that car. That'd be a lot of fun to drive. (laughs) We'll buy it from you, Paul. That'll That'll turn a lot of heads. Thank you very much, Paul. I appreciate that a whole lot. Uh. One thing I haven't done, and I'm just getting ready to get into the shopping report in a fi- five or ten minutes. I, I'll make. I, I need to make another appeal to Costco members. I know you're out there, Costco warehouse in your area. If you're not out there, you, you should be a Costco member. Uh, I'm telling you, it is a great, great value. They do not mark up any of their merchandise over 15 percent. So the average is probably like eight percent or nine percent. Uh, they're Kirkland products are better it's a generic product right kirkland they're better than the brand and they uh, heard john from palm city he says the tuna fish kirkland tuna fish is better than bumblebee well i believe it i agree with that yeah i buy all the kirkland brands anyway you costco members out there and employees please call the show we have a serious issue that could infect <coughs> affect a lot of things if you're a costco stockholder call the show if you're a Costco employee, if you're a Costco member, we need to we need to hear from you folks, and maybe get some advice on what we can do to try to uh, uh, solve the problem of this Affinity Development Corporation, this um, Costco auto buying program, which is a ripoff to the Costco members. <coughs> if you're a Costco member, please call the show eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty. Uh, give us some advice. What What is it we can do uh, to get the parent company, the the head, the top executives for Costco, aware of what's going on? I've got a text here. I'll take that text while I'm waiting for Costco members to call. Excuse me for a moment. I want to remind Mike if he's listening. I believe that Mike was the only one from Stewart that had called in regards to the Costco topic. And Mike, I didn't get a chance to give you a call back. I know you left your phone number. Give us a call right now. We've got plenty of time to talk to you and your opinion about this topic that we're trying to cover. 
Okay, here's a, here's a text that is about my dealership, and I just said earlier I didn't want to read a text because it was complimenting my dealership, and I don't want us to become an infomercial deal. But this one has some broad aspects and ramifications, and I'm going to read it. Um, good morning. I bought my fading white 2013 Camry into your body shop for a high-speed polish and detail. It came back looking showroom fresh, and it's pretty. It's the day I bought it. Kudos to Betty, Katrina, and Marlon. Uh, my question is how to keep bugs from sticking uh, when I take a long drive. Thank you. There's two things about this text that I like. First of all, Toyota has a problem with their white color. Their white color does not have um, clear coat. Clear coat is a clear coat, as it, you would expect, that is added to the paint of the car to protect the paint. Clear coat appears on all the other colors except for white. And... This is true of some manufacturers, happens to be true of Toyota. So what happens in the hot sun? You get fading. And what do you get after three years and the warranty's out? You get an argument from Toyota. You get bupkis. You get bupkis. Yep. So uh, <clears throat> for you Toyota owners out there that have cars with white paint and fading, you can, you can help yourself by doing what this customer did, but you have to pay for it. And the car shouldn't have faded in the first place. So that's message number one. And it's a shot at Toyota. That's one of the reasons that I have a lot of Toyota people in the uh, manufacturing realm that don't like me. And uh, just see here. Uh, Rick, go ahead. Well, as for those bugs on the long trips. Oh, yeah. Uh, my best advice, get your car detailed with a Well, make sure that the paint is, has cured long enough that you can safely have it waxed. Get a good, fresh coat of wax on it before you go on any sort of road trip. And when you get where you're going immediately have the car washed a good hand wash then when you get ready to come back when you get back from where you're going another hand wash to get those bugs off as soon as possible thank you the, thank you right. the chemicals in those bugs can eat right through the wax and right through your paint if you leave it on there too long that's the reason he's asking he's worried about that okay here's another text texts are pouring in now this is a long one Earl, I live on the Treasure Coast. It's easier for me to buy a car and service up here, so I did. I bought a 2017 Toyota Highlander. I myself have been in the business over 50 years as a mechanic. Can't do it anymore. I'm retired. But when I bought this vehicle, they said nothing about the Takata airbag. Now I didn't want to start anything after I bought the vehicle because my son is a technician at the dealership. So I find out that I am one of the ones that need my airbag replaced, which I think will never happen in my lifetime. Besides writing letters, the only thing I'm going to do is disconnect the system so I don't die, but the dealer should have said something about the airbag. Like, yes. to, like I say, <laughs> I didn't want to start anything because my son is a technician there. And they would probably fire him if I started something. I did get a, an employee discount on the car. So sad, but I don't think so. And also, this is the first time I've changed dealerships. I've always bought from you. Yeah, letting him know about the bomb in his car would have been a nice touch. Don't you <laughs> yeah. <think? laughs> yeah. So, shame on you, Treasure Coast Toyota. Uh, it's really, uh, this whole Takata thing, I, I just, it's overwhelming. overwhelming. Uh, very, very You know, they say, so. not, you know, ignorance is bliss. I think, uh, I don't know, uh, I almost wish I didn't know about it. Uh, now that I know about it, I can't get it out of my head. Every time I see a car on the road, I think, does that car have a Takata airbag? And I wonder, why is the world ignoring this? Uh, we had a good response a couple of years ago from CBS News. I'm talking national CBS News. Uh, we, we had uh, 
Nancy and I actually were in New York, and we were on network CBS News talking about it. Anna Werner, A-N-N-A Werner. She is the, uh, one of the uh, morning news uh, people. And uh, she came to the dealership and actually did a, uh, another uh, telecast on the subject of the Takata airbag. They, they did a mystery shop of a car dealer trying to sell a Takata airbag-equipped car, car, much as happened to this texter whose son is working at Treasure Coast Toyota as a technician. And uh, they don't reveal the fact that they're selling cars with time bombs in them. So, uh, again, I'm, I'm getting so wound up now. I could do another two hours. We don't have two hours. Yeah, I know you could do another 24 hours, and it's amazing that it's our camp right here at Earl Stewart on Cars, the oldies channel. It seems like as if that we're the only ones who know about this death trap. Selling cars with these recalls, and uh, I mean, I could go on and on. We don't have time. Uh, at any rate, we've got a mystery shopping report coming up, and it is a double mystery shopping report. You don't want to miss it. And we're going to go straight to a caller, and that's Ron, who's calling from West Palm Beach. Good morning, Ron. Hey, good morning. Uh, I'm going to give Costco a plug. Uh, on the uh, magazine, the, the Consumers Reports uh, Used Car mm-hmm. Buying Guide, mm-hmm. you can get it. I bought, uh, I, I took your suggestion and bought a copy of that, but I bought it at Costco, and it it is uh, cover price is twelve ninety nine. You can get it at Costco at eight ninety nine. Fantastic, fantastic. So that's four dollars roughly off the the, the uh, price. If people want to go in and pick up a copy of that. Uh, consumers reports that's the way to do it <laughs> well that's fantastic ron have you ever used the auto buying program at costco i i, I never have used the buying program mm-hmm. um were you aware of it uh i know i've been talking about it a lot but before yeah. i started shouting about it were you aware of their costco auto buying program yes okay. yes absolutely yeah. uh, i i thought at one point i might use it i never did mm-hmm but uh, I was aware of it. Um, I well, I purchase. I did purchase a new car, a new Honda, mm-hmm. um, a leftover, but new. Mm-hmm. And I, when I tried to, uh, I actually called the number and tried to uh, uh, look into what their their prices were. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they have, I guess, like a certain person in the dealership who deals with that. Not yes. like every car uh, salesman doesn't deal with the Costco program yes. for whatever reason. I don't know. Exactly. But they never seemed to get back to me. It was a very slow. Uh, they eventually got back to me, and then they were all gung-ho. But I had already um, nailed down some prices, mm-hmm. did my research on what, you know, what what the true cost would be and sure. what what the cars had sold for somewhere in between so uh, i forget what service it might have been the one you said there, there's an outfit where you can go and mm-hmm. find out exactly what the the cars actually have sold for well ron what you what you just told me is very valuable and i think your experience is very common with costco members I think just like you, most people don't have the details of the Costco auto buying program. And so you assume that I'm a Costco member, I'm going to get a good price. And uh, 
The deals are. The I dealers, don't think that's necessarily the uh, answer. No, and the, <laughs> the dealers are reluctant, I think, to give yeah. you the Costco price because it is a good price, um, and uh, that's the reason they're adding dealer fees and dealer installed accessories to it. It's too good a price, so they'd rather sell you the car in the conventional manner, and most people either do it in the conventional manner. Uh, there's probably uh, 90 Costco members buying cars as a result of the Costco name that don't go through the program to every 10 that do go through the program. Um, that's adding damage to the Costco brand. So uh, we're going to try to save the Costco brand, Ron. You're, you're called. You're a very, very positive, strong advocate of Costco. And uh, we're going to try to preserve that brand by getting them to expose this Affinity Development Corporation. And I'm about ready to do a mystery shopping report on that. So please stay tuned and listen, and you'll see exactly what happened when we pretended to be a Costco member. Okay. Thank you. All right, Earl. Thank you so much, and uh, take care. Have a great Memorial Day weekend. Bye-bye. Thanks for being part of the show, Ron. Uh, as I always say to everyone, you are an important part of the show, so give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960, and you can text us at uh, 772-497-6530. Okay, double mystery shop of Ed Morse Del Rey Toyota Costco Auto Program. This week, we continue to focus on the Costco Auto Program with a double mystery shop of the official Costco dealer, Ed Morse Del Rey Toyota. We learned on last week's Mystery Shop that a car dealer can follow the program's rules to the letters and the consumer will still get a raw deal, a bad deal. Terry Taylor's West Palm Beach Kia did just that. They did everything they were supposed to do, but our shopper was still charged over $1,000 in dealer fees. I'll repeat that. Over $1,000 in dealer fees and was asked to pay over $500 for unwanted items worth about 150 bucks. One of the phenomena we've observed with the Costco Auto Program is that many, if not most, Costco members looking to get the Costco deal do not follow the official process of going through the Costco Auto Program. And we just had Ron call in uh, as a Costco member to the show, and this is exactly what happened with him. Uh, <coughs> the, the Costco Auto Program online portal, you know, I'm not even sure what a portal is. That's that's a uh, that's what they. I know what a portal is. Yeah. I'm just saying a lot of people don't know what a portal is, yeah. and a portal is just a portion of a website that you have to find, navigate to. They say to find information. Uh, most Costco members, they know they're a Costco member. They know that this dealer is a Costco dealer. They go in and they say, I'm a Costco member, and you're a Costco dealer. Give me the Costco price. That's pretty simple, isn't it? No, we've got to complicate this, don't we? We've got to go to the portal. Okay. The Costco member is supposed to go to Costco.com, click on Services, finding that sometimes can be a task, then click, click on Costco Auto Program. So that's a lot of activities. That's a lot of mental choices. That's a lot of digital punching and clicking and so on and so forth. Once in the portal, the member simply enters the type of vehicle they want. Then they will be referred to the official Costco dealer closest to their zip code. Oh, you have to put your Costco membership number in, and that's a doozy. Mm -hmm. I mean, how easy is that 
to get your Costco membership card out of your wallet or your purse, yeah. and then see it, look at it, and then Transpose hold it, it here, and then get it to the click, click, and then you get it wrong. I mean, yeah. you're really putting. You also got to do your email. You got to do your phone number, yeah. the type of membership, executive, yeah. blah blah blah. Yeah. It's it's a little bit of a. Of a it short. is a terrible, terrible system. Uh, and the zip code, they say. Instructions are then given to the Costco member telling him who to ask for and what to expect of the dealership. And they have a list of many names of people. Uh, her, She or he is told they will be shown a Costco member-only price sheet with an exclusive discounted price. They will be advised that they are entitled to all available manufacturer incentives in addition to the discount. Strangely, uh, this is very interesting. Listen carefully especially if you listened to the show last week. There was a major change in the language that addressed dealer-installed options. Last week, it was indicated that Costco members get 50% off dealer-installed options, and we made a big joke out of it because the dealer, they take the dealer-installed options, they're trash, they're junk like nitrogen. They mark it up 10,000%, and then they give you a 50% discount off, which gives you a huge markup even then. So, so we say big deal, ha-ha, 50% of dealer-installed options is still terribly wrong. This week, the confirmation email indicated there would be no charge for these worthless items. I think we had something to do with that. Do you that. think Congrat- so? I think Congratulations. So. So. Thank you, Affinity <laughs> Development Thank Group, you, so for paying attention. I just patting myself on the back we had we did something we accomplished something and if we can stay on as a costco dealer and the and affinity development doesn't fire us as a costco dealer we can continue to but let me tell you folks affinity you fire me i'm going to get even nastier they're, they're going to thank us one day yeah you better thank me uh of course noticeably absent was any mention of dealer fees because they're still doing that since there's virtually no significant promotion of the program, it's understandable that most Costco members are ignorant of the process I just described. They may be aware of special Costco pricing, and if so, they're likely to wait until after they have visited the dealership before asking about it. This is where it can get dangerous. There is nothing stopping an unscrupulous salesperson or sales manager from making up any price when the Costco member asks about his or her discount. The member won't know to ask about seeing the member-only price even if they know to ask, you don't want to. I mean, you're in the dealership for you know longer than you like anyway, and you don't want to see a price sheet. You're not sure if you do see it, you'll be able to decipher it. Uh, unfortunately, neither Costco Affinity Development Group, aka Costco Auto Program, nor the dealers themselves really know how many customers are using the program this way. It's completely unaccounted for, and it allows for bad-faith car dealers to use Costco's good name to lull their victims into a state of vulnerability. Now, this means that even if you're not a Costco-approved dealer, you can say it. Everybody knows about, I say all the car dealers do, all the car dealers know about the Costco auto buying program. They also know that the price that Costco wants is the lowest price that they will offer anybody. That is the official credo. By the way, we need to find that in print somewhere. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've been a Costco approved certified dealer for many, many years, and that's been their credo that they offer the dealer must offer the lowest price they'll offer anybody to a Costco member. So 
You go into uh, 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 Roger Dean Chevrolet. I don't know if they're a uh, Costco-approved dealer or not, but let's say they're not. And you walk in, you get Charlie's salesperson. He's got the white shoes, the gold chains. I'm just making that up. They don't dress that way anymore, but you know what I'm talking about. Not Roger Dean. You get, yeah, you get, <laughs> you get one of those car salesmen. And they say, I'm a Costco member. I understand you have some really good prices. Are you a Costco-approved dealer? Oh, of course we are. There you go. Good, good impersonation. That's Charlie. <laughs> that's Charlie. So that's what's going to happen. Everybody's a Costco-approved dealer. Costco, this is the strength of your brand. You are creating a problem. It's the unintended, unintended consequence of the strong Costco brand. You're creating a huge deception that you don't even know about with your approved dealers and with the dealers that are not even approved. Everybody's a Costco-approved dealer. and <laughs> Exactly. And that's what's happening. And thousands and thousands of people are being taken advantage of because you're not policing the Affinity Development Corporation in San Diego. We sent in Agent X is the official Costco shopper, and Agent Mini X is the walk-in. That's an inside joke, and I won't even I won't even bore you with that. But we have. <laughs> but if you're listening, it is right. Agent X and Agent Mini X is a walk-in. In the interest of time, we tried to get to the main points quickly, so we go with Agent X first. We went on the Costco Auto Portal. That's the part of the website, the portal. A portal. What is a portal? It's, I, I, it's like a hatch in a submarine. I think of it as like a, a portal. Yeah, a doorway a to por- something better. A portal to the future. <laughs> right. Anyway, you go to the okay. We went to the Costco portal and selected a new 2018 Camry SE. We used the 33444 zip code for Delray Beach, and naturally, Ed Morris Delray Honda was uh, presented as the official Costco dealer. Toyota. Um, yeah. Delray Toyota was presented as the official Costco dealer. I was instructed to ask for Rodney within minutes of. Uh, uh, rece- receiving the confirmation email from uh, Costco, I began to receive a deluge of emails from Rodney and uh, some of his colleagues at Delray Toyota. I replied to one and set up an appointment for 6.15 in the evening. I arrived on time, asked the receptionist for Rodney. Rodney came to greet me and was prepared to help with my inquiry in hand. We discussed the camera for a few minutes, and then Rodney went to get an invoice to show me. He said he wanted to verify it, had all the features that I wanted. The MSRP was $27,093, and the invoice was $25,388. I confirmed it had the right equipment. So if you just tuned in, Mystery Shopping Report, Delray Toyota, approved Costco member. We're going through the ropes the way Costco intends you to tends you to go through the ropes which are very tedious and complicated and forgetful and almost impossible to navigate. I, I'm just telling you. Uh, Rondi went to get the car from the parking garage, came back to get me, then we walked out to check it out. I verified it was the same car I saw on the invoice. I also noticed an addendum for $399 for dealer added equipment and services. Addendum, we call them phony Monroney's. But there was no equipment or services listed. It so a, an anonymous air addendum. You just imagine what the accessories are. Three ninety nine. After the test drive, we went back inside. Rodney showed me the member-only price sheet with my deal on it. I noticed there was a disclaimer that indicated my price did not include 
a $799 administrative fee. Administrative fee, one of the many creative uh, out of the mind of Ed Morris. A dealer fee Or Ted Morris, or now the currently the estate of Ed Morris. These creative ideas come out. Dealer fee, folks. Profit to the dealer. $799 price increase. Call a spade a spade. It's a price increase. It's profit. It's not an administrative fee, folks. And it should be included. Price bump. Exactly. It should be included in the price. Included in the Costco member price. But it's not. It's added to the price. For some reason, this math was off by $1.32. But what can I say? Alongside the member-only price sheet was a worksheet buyer's order that further detailed my purchase. The numbers matched the cost sheet, but they added sales tax and $1,192.45 in fees. This was explained to be the $799 dealer fee, which they call the administrative fee. A $99 electronic filing fee, which is not a filing fee, it's another dealer fee. And an $85 tag agency fee, and that's not a dealer, that's a dealer fee too. That's not a real fee. And then they got a buck and a half battery fee and a $5 tire fee. Uh, interesting enough, those are fees. Yep. They are federal fees, and they're government fees. And so the $5 and the buck and a half is legitimate. The $99, the $85, and the $799 are all BS. They're all profit to the dealer. And they are dealer fees. And they should be included in the Costco member price. But they're not. They're added to the Costco member price. I asked him about the $399 addendum. And he said it was for pinstripe, mats, and nitrogen-filled tires. Oh, those are, those are some real values. Uh, he quickly added that he wasn't charging me for that stuff. That's the new bulletin. That's the change that we'd like to think we affected from our last week's show. Okay. I said that was good because there were no stripes on the car and <laughs> the mats were on the factory invoice and he'd already been charged for it. So in that sense, that was pretty good because all the Costco non-members are getting ripped off and they're paying for mats that are already in the car again and they're paying for no stripes on the car. Uh, and that's the reason they don't list the items because they're not on the car. Uh, I gave my exit story and left. Okay, second shopping report, Mini X. We went this time not going through the portal into the future. <laughs> I arrived at Delray Toyota early afternoon parked and entered the showroom to find a salesperson. After running around for a bit, I was greeted by a salesperson who introduced himself as Alex. I asked to see a 2018 Camry SE. We went upstairs to find one. We found a black one with an MSRP of 27711 He gave me a presentation, and we drove the car. I waited until we, we returned to bring up Costco. Okay? Didn't tell him. Didn't tell him I was a Costco member. Back at his desk, I told him I was a Costco member and understood that there was special pricing available. Alex seemed a little deflated and then excused himself, talked to his manager, deflated because he's trying to get all the money. He didn't know you're a Costco member. And I have to say that even when they jack you around on the Costco price and have the dealer fee, it's probably a better price than you would have gotten yeah. had you not been a Costco member. Uh, excused himself, talked to the manager. Alex left me sitting there for 30 minutes. That's a long time. I wouldn't sit and wait for a salesman for 30 minutes. No. I was asking... 
I was getting ready to uh, go find him when he and his manager approached. His manager asked me how long, asked me a long series of questions about my credit, time frame, blah, blah. He seemed keen to get me to finance, of course, but I kept insisting that I wanted to pay cash. I declined his offers to fill out a credit app. They both left me alone again. I waited for 20 minutes before Alex returned. It's almost an hour sitting there. Sitting. Why, why, why? He had three sheets of paper with him. One was a piece of copy paper with handwritten numbers scribbled all over it. It showed some suggested interest rates, although I told him 30 times I was financing. And out, of the, and out the door figure, no details were written down. The other two documents were printed worksheet buyer's orders. One was a financing option that did not include Toyota dealer cash, and the other one included it. My selling price was 22208 a $5,503 discount off MSRP of 27711 They added $1,392.25 in fees. He said it included their dealer fee and some other standard fees. They weren't standard fees. They were more dealer fees and, of course, a few minor standard fees. I asked him if I was getting the Costco price. Alex assured me I was. He said it was a better deal than anyone gets. I gave him my exit story, and I left. Okay, using the VINs, the vehicle identification numbers provided to the shoppers, we were able to access the actual factory invoice. You can't do that, but we can't do that because we're a Toyota dealer. Uh, to verify the numbers presented were accurate, they were. Agent X's invoice was 25388 Subtracting the Delray Costco discount of 2400 and dealer cash of 1250 gives us the selling price presented to him almost to the penny. So, Agent Miniax landed on the Camry that was about $700 more than Agent X's, but with the VIN, we accessed the invoice and saw that they really did honor the Costco price. Okay, there you have it. We report it. We tell it like it is. Uh, in a way, we're sorry. We thought they would be jacked around, them, around more, but they did honor the Costco price, even though they didn't verify that this was a Costco member who'd gone through the Costco portal. So kudos to Ed Morris Delray Chevrolet for doing that. Agent Miniex's invoice was $25,858, and his price was $22,208, right on the money. They were both charged over $1,000 in dealer fees. Bad, bad, bad. That's why we're angry. We're angry at the... Affinity Development Group, and Costco, the parent corporation, the company I love. I'm mad at you. I love you, but I'm mad at you. You need to get the Affinity Development Corporation out of there or get them in line. Get them to treat your Costco customers with honesty and integrity. Um, for some reason, Agent Miniax was hit for an additional $200. We suspect he may have been charged 50% of the dealer-installed equipment per Costco auto program rules. And we're waiting for a return call, which we may never get if they heard this mystery shopping report on the air. As you can see, inclusion of large dealer fees allows Delray Toyota to submit a huge discount, $2,400 below invoice to Costco auto program. So this price looks like the lowest price and guarantee referrals from the program. So they, they're, they're deceiving Costco into thinking this is a good price. By adding more profit and more price to the Costco price, and they're saying, you can give me a Costco member price, and I'll say, oh, that's a good price, and I still am going to allow you to increase it by over $1,000. And some car dealers are increasing it by two or $3,000. Mm -hmm. So the Costco price they report to Costco it's not the Costco price. When they add that dealer feedback in, so effectively 
Delray is really about a thousand below invoice. Yeah. So any other dealer who submits anything without a dealer a, a discount that that big, they're not going to get. Sh- they're not going to show up. Exactly. You, they're they're defrauding the Costco auto buying program in Costco, and they're also defying uh, defrauding the Costco members. And uh, it's it's still within the rules, and that's a problem. Should not be within the rules. And uh, <clears throat> I've had multiple conversations with Costco parent company and with the affinity development uh, they're being very silent now they're probably listening to this radio show right now and if you are listening to this radio show right now uh, hi Rick Borg <laughs> Rick Borg executive vice president uh, of operations at infinity uh, let me hold that up there he is right there Rick Borg the affinity executive vice president Rick if you're listening He's like a, kind of a cool-looking guy, aren't you? Yeah. He's like me. He's got gray hair. Rick, uh, I'm not going to give up on this, and I sure hope you don't cancel me as a dealer. I really hope you don't. Um, I hope you just work with Costco to do the right thing. Um, this fraud is larger than you realize, I think, and you don't know what the car dealers are doing, and I don't think you're doing the mystery shops that you say you're doing. If you are doing the mystery shops, I'll share my mystery shops with you. Will you share your mystery shops with me? And we're going to continue to do this. We're going to ramp it up. We've hired an outside shopping corporation, and we're going to ramp it up. We're going to be shopping Costco dealers all over South Florida, and we're going to continue coming back. Now, you know what I think is happening, and this is a good thing. I think the Costco auto buying program, Affinity Development, Rick Borg, at all are going and calling all the Costco dealers in South Florida. Say this guy Earl Stewart, he's nuts. He's going crazy. Uh, he's stirring the pot. If you you tell your Costco auto buying people that they better go by the book, if you don't dot your eyes and cross your t's, you're going to be on the mystery shopping report. I really think that this is affecting it. Okay, if it is, that's a good thing. If, if you know we're coming in, then treat the Costco members right, but also treat the other people right, because we're going to do shops, and we're not going to identify ourselves as Costco uh, member. If we're not a Costco member, you better treat us right, too, because we are going to find out if you tell a Costco a person who says he's a Costco member that he's going to get a better price, and he doesn't. So we're on it, and we're going to continue to do it, and we're also going to be shopping people out of our market. <clears throat> because we know you warned everybody in the market. We, we just might run up to Orlando or maybe Tampa and do a Costco member dealer up there and find out what's really going on. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, uh, are uh, you waiting for us to uh, vote on this mystery shopping report? Or, yes. excuse me, the double mystery shopping report? Let's do a vote. I think uh, we owe it to Delray uh, Toyota to do a shopping order. Stu? Uh, I wanted to give them a high grade for the uh, for honoring the program faithfully, uh, but Agent Miniax's treatment was kind of old school. Um, I got to give him a C minus, and of course we know how we feel about Affinity and the Costco Auto Buying yeah. Program. Nancy, I'm going to give him a D. Okay, and uh, there's a lot of tap dancing, and goodness gracious, it takes a long time to build a brand. I agree. That's true. Rick, um. I'm going C for the dealership and a B for each of the salesmen. Uh, although I think that 50 minutes of waiting time for Agent Miniex was extremely excessive. I can report they were not busy. 
Yeah, so uh, matter of fact, let's switch Alex on that one to a C. That 50 minutes. Rodney was good. Okay, I'm going to do a C minus. We're passing them. We're putting them on the recommended list. Toyota dealer in South Florida, recommended list. And uh, as I say, the target of this issue is the Costco auto buying program, not Delray Toyota. They pretty much went by the rules. They could have done better, but C minus, we're not going to fail them. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for tuning in to Earl Stewart on Cars. And uh, you are always an important part of the show. I wish you a lovely weekend, and we will be right here next week.